eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Arkansas just wrapped up the first major scrimmage of fall camp. Really the first of what we expect to be two. Probably not going to have three scrimmages. So this was a major one. A very grueling practice according to Sam Pittman. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk some recruiting stuff. There's uh, some interesting crystal ball movement here lately. And we'll get into your questions as well. All that and more on Hog Sports Live. Before we get started, I want to notify everybody that we are 50% off right now at hogsports.com, and that is today only. So if you're listening today, 8.31.20, then this offer runs until 10.59 p.m. Central Daylight Time. 50% off, that equals $1.03 a week, $4.48 a month, 15 cents a day. So I'd love for you to tell me something you can get for 15 cents a day because there's not much. But uh, it's a great offer. It's the last day that we're offering it. And uh, if you want to get the uh, insider recruiting scoop, all of our coverage on Razorback Athletics, then be sure to sign up at hawgsports.com. There's no promo code or anything. You just go there and sign up and get the deal. So if you like what we do here on Hog Sports Live, if you like what I do on Drive Time, Danny West does on Out of Bounds, some of the stuff that we have for free, then come see what we have behind the curtain at a, at a really great price. We also offer the site for just $1 for your first month if you'd rather take that route. Uh, it's another great deal. And the benefit of that one is once that dollar offer runs out and you go, you know, you decide you want to keep it and you're paying normal price, you're also eligible for CBS All Access for absolutely free, which is a $99 value. So you get commercial free CBS all access with that for as long as you're subscribed to Hog Sports. But this 50% off the annual rate deal is, is a great deal if you want to take that route. Uh, so we certainly encourage you to do that. Of course, there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already. Also available on YouTube. Throw us a thumbs up on both of those channels. Comment, share, like, follow, all that stuff helps us get our message out there. Also on Apple Podcasts, if you haven't thrown us a five-star review, we'd love to have that from you. The way to do that when you're on the channel, just scroll all the way down on your iPhone or whatever, and you'll see where you can leave a review. They make it a little difficult to leave a review if you're subscribed to the channel already, but if you're not, it pops up at the top. So throw us a five-star review, say something nice about it. We certainly would appreciate that. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Don't forget about this 50% off deal. We'll remind you. Don't worry. (laughs) All right, everybody. So Arkansas just wrapped up the first major scrimmage. Now, college football got off to a pretty good start. 75-yard touchdown run on an option play on the first play of the Austin P-UCA game. Not Division I, but still, that's got to be a good sign, right? 
And UCA ended up pulling, pulling out the win, I think 24-17 or something like that. Uh, so UCA pulled out the win. Been a crazy week, really, as far as, I mean, 2020, just going to 2020, right? Today we lost uh, John Thompson, legendary Georgetown coach, activist, died at age 78, a real trailblazer. Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther, Jackie Robinson, great actor. I didn't even know he had colon cancer, only 43 years old, and had it for the last four years. Tragic. Arkansas holds 120-place scrimmage. We've got news, notes, photos, videos, all that stuff at hogsports.com if you want to go check that out. Uh, what I thought was interesting about it, they held it on the practice fields, on the grass practice fields, so it wasn't in the stadium. They'll probably do that for Friday scrimmage. Now, they're going to be back at it today, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Today's probably shells today, and then to full pads tomorrow, and they'll probably go back to shells Wednesday, and then uh, the live scrimmage. So they had 120 plays on the grass fields. Sam Pittman said he wanted it to be a grueling, hard, no rah-rah type of scrimmage, and it seemed like that's what he got. He also said they weren't really ready for what they were about to put them through. Okay. He said it was very physical. Physically, conditioning-wise, they're not there yet. The good news is they got about 18 more practices here over these next, what are we looking at? Less than four weeks now until the kickoff of the 2020 SEC football season. Georgia, we'll find out when that is. That game time is probably, I would assume this week, I think we're supposed to find out when the first two weeks of games are pretty quick here. So number four ranked Georgia Bulldogs coming to Fayetteville. Georgia had their scrimmage, uh, two quarterbacks battling it out. It feels pretty pretty solid that Arkansas is going to end up with Felipe Franks, who had four touchdown passes in the scrimmage. But Sam Pittman kind of jokingly said that he would name his starting quarterback after uh, – after, jeez, uh, Kirby Smart. After Kirby Smart named his. So, Felipe Franks had four touchdown passes, including two in the red zone to freshman tight end Hudson Henry. We'll talk about Hudson here in a minute. But I think the thing that's interesting, you don't know, because it wasn't open to us, but we don't know if these were just like goal line plays or if he like drove in the length of the field and got into the red zone and threw those two touchdown passes and how the other two touchdown passes were thrown. We don't know. But um, still three or four t- touchdown passes. The way it broke down is the starters took 50 snaps, the second team took 50 snaps, and then the third group took about 25, roughly on all that. They had 120 total plays, so that's that's all rough. Uh, he was pleased with the way the, pr- the punters uh, punted and the kickers kicked, so that was good. Uh, just wasn't real pleased with their stamina, their endurance. They were getting after it, and they were hustling, but – he wants them to get better at that. This week is going to be another really, you know, what you call a grind week, a work week, where they're not worried about saving their legs or anything like that. It's just they're going to put them through it again and probably again the next week. And then then they'll start, you know, talking about, all right, let's pull them off a little bit. Let's, let's get their legs back. Let's get them healthy. Let's get them into the season feeling good. The other touchdown passes went to Traylon Burks and Mike Woods from Felipe Franks. K.J. Jefferson had a touchdown pass to Devion Warren, 
who KJ, from what Pittman said, KJ was more in this particular scrimmage doing more damage with his legs than anything else. Rakeem Boyd was pretty limited. He did play, but he was limited. I mean, they they know what they're going to get out of him. Amante Spivey didn't scrimmage. I don't think that just based on the video that I saw, it looked like Devin Bush also did not scrimmage because he was on the sideline. Didn't look like he was had shoulder pads or anything on. Traylon Smith had a nice day, according to reports, and what people are saying on the inside. Also had a touchdown run. run. Sam Pittman called him a hard-nosed man. We'll talk about Traylon Smith a little bit more, too. But we're just kind of going to overview everything. Jonathan Marshall and Matteo Soli had sacks, touch sacks. That's what they are. They don't, they're not letting him hit the quarterbacks, obviously. Deion Edwards made a fumble recovery. Monteric Brown forced a fumble at the goal line and also recovered it. So Monteric had a good day. Brown also had a, a safety for loss along with Micah Smith. So that's kind of the main things out of that scrimmage overview anyway. I'll say this, the thing that makes me happy to hear Sam Pittman say afterwards is that they've got to figure out ways to get Draylon Burks the ball. They can't come out of a game and be like, oh, well, he only touched it two or three times. It's got to be a an effort. I mean, you have to, like, come up with a game plan. That's the things that have frustrated me in the past with the past staff is, you know, you come out of the first half against Western Kentucky and, and Rakeem Boyd has three carries. Uh, you come out of a game and Traylon Burks has two touches. You know, that just can't – that can't happen. You have to feed your studs. Traylon Burks, Rakeem Boyd are two of those guys. There are some others. You know, there's been some good talk about Traylon Smith. And, you know, of course, we know Trey Knox has a, a lot of ability. The key is going to be getting those guys the ball right through the air. And if you can't get them the ball through the air, then you got to figure out other ways to get them the ball. End around, wildcat quarterback, punt return, which Burks is doing, kick return, which he's doing. So they're going to spend an effort, extra emphasis in in uh, in getting these guys in condition. You know, Sam Pittman was saying like, as far as like the offensive line in these last few practices, as far as their activity in terms of uh, you know getting after it when the ball snapped is good, but in between snaps he's not real pleased with them because he views that as an opportunity to get more conditioning. I can go back to Houston Nut days and at the end of practices. A lot of times, or most times, they would run gassers at the end of practice. When Petrino came in, he had a different philosophy that you get your conditioning in during practice. So they had, you know, more fast-paced type of practice. And I don't ever remember seeing Bielema do that. I mean, Sunday practice after a game is a little different. They do some running, get that lactic acid out. But as far as in practice running, you don't you don't see that much anymore. I can remember growing up, we always ran after practice, but you, you don't do that anymore, really. So – you know, if they don't do that, then he will get them running after practice. But he wants them to, to make sure they get that conditioning in during practice. So looking at the running back depth, right now you've got um, – I mentioned Amante Spivey didn't scrimmage, but you've got Rakeem Boyd, who obviously feel pretty good about him, 1,100 yards last year, 184 carries, eight touchdowns. Uh, he can do more, obviously. He can carry the ball more than 15 times average per game for a guy that played every game. So, and Rakeem's down to about 206, so he's a little bit lighter than he played at last year. But to me, he looks a little bigger just because he's a little more muscled up, I think. Maybe just a little more trim. Uh, Traylon Smith is the guy that I think we're all really intrigued with because we heard some such good things about him from uh, from Jeff Trailer last year. In fact, I'll tell you what Jeff Trailer said about him. If I can bring it up. Okay, here we go. 
This is what Jeff Trailer, running back coach at Arkansas in 2019, said about Traylon, uh, Traylon Smith, who came to Arkansas from Arizona State to transfer. He had to sit out last year. He's just an absolute pro. It's not even his words. It's his actions. In scrimmages Saturday, in the scrimmage Saturday, a couple of the backs went down, not the top three. He literally had uh, chances for 118 graded opportunities and had 107 plus. That means he played about 58 snaps in the scrimmage, which is a lot of plays in the heat. He's like a Navy SEAL when it comes to his mental toughness. He goes every rep full speed as hard as he can. He graded out higher in the scrimmage than all the other backs and has been here the least. That shows you how he pays attention to details. I knew – okay, that's just talking about when he knew him back in the day. So that's what, that's what he says about him. Here's what Hayden Henry said about him last year. Again, this is, this is a little over a year ago. Hayden Henry said he's like water. He's like water. He slips through the cracks every play. He's a dynamic back. He breaks tackles. He jukes people. He's got great acceleration. Too bad he has to sit out this year. It goes on. So if those of you who watched the interview, we had an interview with him – I guess that was Friday was the last opportunity, yes. So we had an interview with him Friday. Really good kid, young man, just good attitude. Not the biggest back at 5'9", 185, but he's very hard-nosed. And I'm trying to find you what Sam Pittman said about him. Here, Traylon Smith is just a tough man. This is current obviously this is on Friday Traylon Smith is just a tough man he's tough on the field he's tough off the field that's his personality I think we're going to do well there so that's a good sign also another guy to look at Josh Oglesby who came over from the track team a 10 400 meters guy he was an all-american for the four by 100 meter relay smaller 5'8 174 scat back type but a guy that has tremendous burst you can do a lot with 10-4. And from what I've seen in the limited amount of time we've been able to practice, it translates over. So there's some reasons to be encouraged there. And, you know, we'll see what Amante Spivey does when he comes back. T.J. Hammonds, from everything we've seen, he's a wide receiver now. So he's moved over to wide receiver, which is probably a good spot for him, working him in the slot, probably behind Traylon Burks, who's a 6'3", 233-pound slot receiver. Now back to Hudson Henry. You know, he had two touchdown catches, so you'd expect Pittman to kind of gush about him, but he didn't really. He's kind of like, well, we kind of got to see how that position plays out. You know, I mean, it wasn't like, oh, it's his job. I mean, I think most of us look at it and say, okay, so there's Hudson Henry, Blake Kern, who's a former walk-on, who's a senior now, hasn't played a whole lot. Uh, Colin Sutherland, who's a true freshman. Eric Thomas, who – Came to Arkansas, signed as a defensive end, started off at linebacker, and now is at tight end. And Blaine Toll, who they've actually moved back. So Eric Thomas isn't the only guy flip-flopping a bunch of places, but Blaine Toll was recruited as defensive end. They made a decision to switch him to tight end. Then they moved him back to defensive end, and now he's back at tight end. So that gives you an idea how they feel about that position right now. They need bodies there. And that's something that we've been saying for some time and you know, kind of thought that maybe there would be some kind of exploration with – maybe a grad transfer possibility or something there. But it's going to be Hudson Henry there most likely, but you have to appreciate Sam Pittman not just like defaulting to a guy that hasn't been a starter. You know, he wasn't a starter last year as a true freshman. He played in two games, dealt with some injury stuff, but he's got a lot of talent. And I'm sure it's, you know, things like blocking, all that kind of stuff that, you know, you just got to get better at with young players. But you don't want to, you don't want to make anybody think it's their job. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I like some of these new guys that have come in. You know, I mentioned Traylon Smith, who that was really our first interview opportunity with him and first real time to get to see him like some real good action with him. We've seen him a little bit, but... Some real good, um, you know, as far as like post-scrimmage, you know, just getting to like really sit down and talk with him about who he is, you know, what kind of personality he has. Everything we've heard on him has been pretty much hearsay from other people like I was just reading. But seems like a really good guy, upbeat, a lot of energy. I love what Rakeem Boyd said about him, just that, you know, he'll look over at him and he's like, you know what we got to do, and they're just dead tired. So, uh, Jeff Trailer said he also won't shut up talking about football last year. He's like, that's, that's what he talks about all the time. So, it's good to, to see that, a guy with some talent that also really loves football. Another guy I like that was, uh, that's new is Jerry Jacobs. And by saying I like him, you know, I like what I've seen, you know, off the cuff. But, you know, just their interview, their attitude, the way they talk, the way they carry themselves. Jerry Jacobs seems like a really likable guy. He's a good locker room guy. Uh, he's, he's, I mean, so day one, okay. So there's a few things what people have said about Jacobs and these aren't like asked questions. You know, a lot of these are just, you know, volunteered. Jerry Jacobs had a big knockdown ball in our two minute drill. That's day two bumper or day one bumper pull. Monteric Brown. He's a great teammate, a funny teammate. He's very versatile. He can play safety nickel and corner. He can help a lot. He's got all the tools. That's Monteric on day two. Jerry Jacobs is looking really good to me, said Mike Woods on day two. Jerry Jacobs had a wonderful practice day. He was all over the field. Sam Pittman on day five. So he's working at field corner, and they will flip corners when they can. You know, generally we've seen with Arkansas in in recent years, last three years or so, uh, they stopped flipping corners. They just played left corner and right corner. But Jacobs has been starting – I mentioned last week, you know, physically he looks like Arkansas's strongest defensive back. You know, he's just kind of – he's got guns, big shoulders, good-looking kid who may have another year of eligibility, may have two even. So that's kind of some of the main topics I wanted to hit on the scrimmage. Again, they'll practice again today. We're told to get out there about 4 o'clock. We're going to have availability to watch practice today if it's outside. If it's inside, then it's a no-go, obviously, with – you know, everything surrounding with uh, COVID-19. So if it's outside, hopefully, I don't know if the rain's supposed to subside, but it's raining right now. So that's the deal. But I want to shift over to recruiting right now because there has been a major shift with Keetron Jackson. Keetron Jackson is ranked the number 150 overall prospect in the country, one of the top 25 players in the state of Texas, wide receiver out of Royce, wide receiver out of Royce City, Texas, 
Wide receiver out of Roy City. It's hard to say. 62186, a guy that Arkansas has been after for some time. It's down to Arkansas, TCU, and Texas in most people's eyes. I mean, but he's got the offer list that, you know, it's an anywhere you want to go offer list. Alabama, Auburn, you know, everybody. Everybody's offered. Baylor, Nebraska, Mississippi State, Penn State, A&M. I mean, so he's a big-time kid. There was a – you know, early on there was a lot of crystal ball picks into Arkansas. And then there was a shift about a month ago and everybody started picking Texas. He had had some, you know, a virtual meeting with Texas. So there was a shift uh, to Texas. Right now – you got 94% of the crystal ball picks to Arkansas. This is a guy that Danny thought might have committed to Arkansas had all the COVID stuff not happened, you know, when he was going to come back for a visit and stuff. It's not decided yet. I mean, obviously this thing could roller coaster back the other way. But right now there's definitely a shift with Keetron Jackson and crystal ball picks to Arkansas. So that's a situation to watch closely. Another good-looking wide receiver be a nice pickup for Justin Stepp once again. Done a good job recruiting wide receivers. Now, I wanted to mention also, I forgot about a couple of guys, but we were talking about some transfers and new guys, Traylon Smith, Jerry Jacobs, that have impressed. We talked about Felipe Franks, obviously. But the reviews have been really good so far. They've been good on Xavier Kelly, I'll say. It sounds like he's – in the starting lineup right now, working with the first group. He's getting pushed by Isaiah Nichols, who we talked to Isaiah Nichols on Friday also. But Julius Coates seems to be the guy that the coaches really love. Like Pittman says, we just can't we can't block him. 6'6", 289 pounds. Looks like he's working over on the left side. I've also got some stuff pieced together as far as depth chart, and I've, I've got a pretty decent – I feel like it's a pretty decent offensive line depth chart. They have been mixing things up. But, you know, you can see who's battling who at, at different positions. And there's a couple of surprise guys in there. But Julius Coates has been very difficult for him to block. Sam Pittman said, you know, they worked him through, you know, defense and put him on every special team and kind of, wore, you know, they were like trying to wear him out basically. But they wore him out a little bit there towards the end of the practice. But um, looks like he's been a really nice addition out of the junior college ranks. All these other guys are coming out of, you know, their grad transfers or sit, sit ones like uh, – like Traylon Smith. So good reviews so far with those guys. Pittman also says he's put somebody else on scholarship. He could be talking about Josh Oglesby. Of course, we already found out that he's on scholarship, um, but he didn't. He wasn't ready to announce it yet, so he might be talking about somebody else because he didn't technically announce Oglesby. So I think they're at 83 right now on scholarship, so they can be at 85. The only guy we know, like, that was announced, we know all those people, we know Luke Jones was put on scholarship. And Luke Jones has been battling with Shane Clinton at uh, left guard. They came out with betting lines for the week one SEC games. Again, we should find out kickoff times for those soon. But really the best games, I mean, you've got Vanderbilt, Texas A&M. Vanderbilt's – or Texas A&M's 28-and-a-half-point favorites. Tennessee at South Carolina, that looks like it could be a good one. Tennessee minus two in that one. These are all William Hill lines. Florida at Ole Miss, Florida's 10.5-point favorite. Kentucky at Auburn, Auburn 8.5-point favorite. Mississippi State at LSU, LSU is minus 16. Alabama at Missouri, Alabama's minus 23. Georgia at Arkansas. Georgia's minus 24, and I think that's the second biggest spread next to the Vanderbilt-Texas A&M one. 
So Georgia minus 24 coming into Fayetteville. I mean, if it was last year's team, you'd obviously pick Arkansas uh, or Georgia to cover that. <laughs> I mean, you might even tease it one way, but Georgia's going to be tough. You, your, your hope is that Arkansas comes out, plays above their – what everybody thinks. And I've said before, talent may be bad. It's not a disaster. It may be subpar. It's not a disaster. I don't even know if it is entirely bad on a nationwide standard. By SEC standards, yeah, okay, we can talk about being subpar. Um, but not a not a two and ten disaster on this. <clears throat> excuse me on this uh, on this roster from a talent standpoint. I do think that they have weapons. I think that they'll be better on the offensive line. Just getting Sam Pittman in uh, and Sam Carter. But I look at, you know, the wide receiver core, especially when you throw in Hudson Henry with the top three wide receivers, it's a pretty good-looking group. We're encouraged a little bit from what we're hearing about Traylon uh, Smith, not just from the new staff but the old staff. And, uh, of course, you got Rakeem Boyd. The thing with Arkansas's offense, you don't need any injuries. You know, Franks is going to be an upgrade most likely at quarterback also. So you don't need any injuries because you're not, like, super deep, obviously. That's been usually something that plagues Arkansas, and especially on defense. I mean – can't have injuries on defense. But I do think they'll be better on the defensive line, even though they lose McTelvin a game. Linebacker is a concern. Secondary, I think, has some capability. I think they have some potential to be okay. Again, just not to confuse certain people out there that would confuse what I'm saying with optimism, but, you know, we're talking about Arkansas not going winless here in the SEC in 2020. I think that they can win two games. It's a two and eight record. So again, don't misconstrue what I'm saying, like a lot of you like to do. If you look at LSU's roster from last year and cross out the names, I mean, we're talking about like five returning, especially with Jamar Chase opting out. But on offense, you've got when you talk about the starters returning, you've got a right tackle, you've got a wide receiver, and that's it. Those are your returning starters for LSU. On defense, you got a starting outside linebacker, defensive end, nose tackle, and a cornerback. And that's all. They kind of put together this in a graphic just so you could see the depth chart, and they crossed out the names each one by one uh, to show who, who is no longer with the team. LSU will be all right. They recruit pretty well. <laughs> but may not be the team that they were last year. I mean, no team – nobody may be the team that LSU was last year. They were that good. Yeah, but Jamar Chase, I mean, this guy had like, what, 90 catches or something last year. Huge season. 84 catches, 1,780 yards, 20 touchdowns. He's opting out. So, he was back. He was just a sophomore last year. He was back, but he's decided to opt out. Auburn canceled a practice due to a lot of COVID-19 tests. We're seeing stuff like that pop up here and there. Obviously, uh, I don't think that should be a surprise to anybody that we are seeing cases. My daughter was in school all last week. There is one case at her school, but everything seems fine as far as contact tracing. They haven't had to quarantine anybody or anything like that. Now, I think we're, we're seeing that at different places. I mean, you've got to expect that to happen, especially with these kids coming on campus. With these college kids, I mean, I get it. You want to say, hey, you got to think about people other than yourself. I mean, me personally, I'm not that concerned about getting coronavirus, and I know a few people now who who have it, 
And I know, I would say, I know maybe a couple handfuls of people that, that have gotten it now. Um, and none of them been sick except for the first guy that I knew uh, got really sick. And that was in March. That was like March 11th, like right when everything started happening. But nobody I know has gotten real sick. I'm not saying that that, like, take it lightly or whatever, but I think there are some things that have been pretty encouraging. The, you know, the death rate is down per case now pretty dramatically since the last couple few months. Um, there's some other treatments that have come out that are really positive. There's a lot of interesting stuff about uh, rapid response testing and, you know, the viral load and how contagious you are. So we're, we're finding out a lot more about it. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of positive things that I think are taking us in the right direction, but there's also the chance that this thing, whole thing blows up and somebody's not being responsible about, uh, uh, responsible about it. I do like what I hear from the players about Sam Pittman, you know, how he handles pretty much everything that comes up, whether it's, um, you know, social injustice topics, how he stays ahead of the players with that. And we do expect to see some type of demonstration or something from the players today. I don't know that it's going to be a walk out of practice or something like we've seen with Kentucky or other places, but there's going to be something that, you know, just to show that they recognize what's going on and, you know, are behind that movement. And Pittman has been ahead on all of that stuff in terms of talking with his players about it, having open dialogue. You hear horror stories about coaches lying about how, you know, they have the discussions and stuff with their players about that stuff, and that's just not where you want to be. Whether you agree or disagree with the topic, it's important to talk about it, especially with your kids. And Pittman has done that. So you got to give him kudos for that, absolutely. And the same thing with coronavirus. I just feel like they have been absolutely on top of it. They've been very transparent. They've talked about it with their players. And you hear horror stories around the country about that kind of stuff too. Players not feeling safe and stuff. I don't, I don't hear that out of Arkansas. So that's good. Two good things right there. Because it could easily go the other way and has for some other schools. Auburn will be back to practice pretty quick here though, looks like. All right, everybody, we're going to get to some of your questions now. I still don't know how to see them on Facebook, so. I mean, Facebook, every once in a while, Facebook will just change everything. When I, I get moving forward, like, <laughs> I understand it, but it's just like, it's kind of annoying. So I've got some questions hopefully built up over on hogsports.com. Again, hawgsports.com. Part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Again, it's 50% off right now. 50% off for your first year at HAWG Sports. All right, let's get to these questions here. I can try to bring it up on my phone as well in the meantime. Beers and Deers Outdoors says, when will they release game times and TV coverage? I'm thinking this week. I mean, I'm thinking this week. So, obviously – CBS will have a game and then everything else will be on ESPN. And eventually, you know, we'll get to a point where where everything is on ESPN. I mean, I can't remember how, much, how many more years CBS has the contract, but ESPN is about to take all that stuff. Where are we at? There we go. A little bit of a delay. All right. We'll get to these questions here in a minute. I'm going to get to these questions on from our VIP subscribers on Hog Sports. Knopf93 says, "How do you think not seeing recruits in the offseason will affect how many how many get regarded 
once people start releasing updated recruiting rankings. Yeah, so I think that I think we're going to see a lot of shifts in recruiting rankings, you know, because you're not able to go out to the opening and, you know, have the other camps, the underclassmen and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to see that shift a lot. I think we'll probably more be more inaccurate than we have ever been in 2020, 2021 class, I should say, uh, than we've ever been just because of not having as much exposure as we've had in the past with recruits. Uh, I think you'll also see when eventually they do start opening things up, They've got to allow these kids to visit the campus before they sign on the dotted line. I mean, that just doesn't – you can't do that. So it's the biggest decision of these kids' life. So you've got to allow them to get on campus. But I think as a result of that also, we're going to see more decommits. I don't mean just Arkansas, but just across the landscape of college football, you're going to see more decommits than you have uh, in most years. So it could be pretty wild once we get to the end of the year or the start of next year, depending on when they open things up. Whiskey Drunk says the team's social media accounts keep showing a play where Franks does a half roll and lobs it awkwardly to the end zone. The first clip shows an underthrow ball to Burks, and a week later they show the same play getting batted down by Greg Brooks. Please tell me this is a drill and not an intentional play where Franks is throwing terrible fades off his back foot while rolling out. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's worked. The other 10 times. I have no idea. Sorry, whiskey drunk. I can't help you there. Deston Woodley says he called extremely sloppy. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Kevin Branch says, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance in four games, I think. I, and I've, I've been pretty clear on my thoughts on it. I think there's a chance against – in two of the first four games, I think there's a chance. Mississippi State, Ole Miss, I think Tennessee is a little overrated. Maybe they're not, but I just look at I look at what everybody's hyping them up so much on in that six game run at the end of the season, and I just I'm just not blown away with the talent that they're facing now. People can say, well, what did Arkansas do? I'm not talking about Arkansas. I'm talking about Tennessee here. And I mean, those last six games or so are like Kentucky, Missouri, South Carolina, Indiana, Vanderbilt. I mean, I don't mean to bash. Tennessee I just I do I think that they get every time you know they win they kind of get the same treatment Texas gets and that uh, they're back we'll see we'll see what they do Chad Young says who's our number three quarterback Hornsby Uh, I would say it's Hornsby you know just going out there looking at the quarterbacks just from a pure throwing standpoint there are three quarterbacks and then there's the rest of the guys and it's Felipe Franks KJ Jefferson Malik Hornsby they're just – they're on a level, and then there's another level, and then there's, I think, another level down when you talk about arm strength. Uh, Jack Lindsay might be a, another level up. But, um, you know, I, I'm not blown away with John Stephen Jones' arm strength. You know, he's not a very big quarterback. Uh, I don't think that he's going to be a starter for you. Now, is he a good locker room guy? Is he a great teammate? Does he understand the offense? I'm sure all of that's true. But as far as just talent, I mean, he's just, he's just limited in certain ways. I mean, we're all limited somehow. I mean, he's playing Division One football on scholarship. That's that's a pretty impressive accomplishment. I don't know that he's going to be a starter for Arkansas ever. I don't think you also have to worry about with Hornsby just trying to get him in no more than four games. I think there maybe could be some situations where you get that speed out there because he can throw the ball. And if you have him a, a very low um, – if you have him a very small limited playbook, then he could be, probably be effective for, him, for you. 
Keith Grayson, also known as Whiskey Drunk, says, Trey, stop talking about COVID. I got to talk about it a little bit, just a, just a snippet. Stephen Wilson says, injuries happen more, on my opinion, happen more when you're conditioning, which seems to be addressed, sounds positive. Will Lennox says, what do you think about Keetron Jackson? <clears throat> I, I've had a crystal ball into him for a while. Now, I, I, I'll admit I got – I was kind of like, oh, well, looks like starting to flip to Texas a little bit. And Arkansas doesn't always beat out Texas when it comes to head-to-head battles, but they do every once in a while. They do every once in a while. It happened with Lawrence Richardson ages ago. It happened with Andrew Parker, Parker pretty recently. And maybe it'll happen with Keetron Jackson, but – all the crystal ball picks right now are for that with one foggy pick. Which foggy means you thought he was going somewhere and then you changed your mind. You you have to have it some way. So Josiah Moody says it's just a losing proposition. I don't know what that means. Y'all try to ask questions instead of just like half partial sentences, please. That really really help the flow of the show. I hate what Facebook has done lately. I also have trouble like adding stories and changing photos out. Annoying. I may just move. I may just move over to YouTube and start streaming live there. But Facebook can't get it together. And like right now, I'm just having to look through how many people are watching, how many people are joined, how many people are watching. I got to figure this out and I can't, nobody really knows cause it's all brand new. So there's nobody to really talk to about how to fix this issue. Like, obviously I would want to see comments on my videos. Damn it. Stupid Facebook. All right. Well, we don't have any more questions right now. Do we? Anybody got any more questions? How long have we gone? Technically 36 minutes of recorded video. Anything anybody else wants to talk about? Let's see if we got any more questions on the razor's edge. All right, here we go. Big Daddy Golfer X says, do we have any space for transfers that are starting to announce from the other conferences? I've seen at least four starters saying they're in the portal. So the way it would work, Big Daddy X Golfer, Golfer X, the way it would work, you've got two spots left. So if there's a guy you feel like could absolutely come in and help you, then what you would have to do, because you've already filled up on the incoming recruiting class, okay, you – to, if you bring anybody in and on scholarship, then they have to count against the incoming recruiting class. So what they've done with Jaqueline Crawford is they're actually – he's going to count ahead against the future class. So he's still counting against the 85, but he counts against the future class. Okay? So not technically on scholarship right now, counting against the future class. So that's what they would have to do. So it would have to be some kind of finagling, workaround type of deal if they brought anybody else in. PLPSHR63 says, based on your limited exposure, what do you think about our special teams play this year, kicker, punter, special teams in general? Uh, I wrote an article just kind of breaking down where things are with special teams. And, you know, people may be surprised to hear me say Sam Loy. Sam Loy's got a big leg. I know that Arkansas was like the worst team in terms of uh, yardage on punts. I think they were like 39.5 yards per punt. But what they don't show is – they were second in the SEC in fewest yards per return and also, I believe, tied for first in fewest punt returns. And, you know, Arkansas punted a lot. 
because he was getting a lot of hang time on his ball. It was just it's it's just like way too vertical. He needs to you know level it out a little bit, but at the same time you're not getting the returns. But he's being pushed with George Caratan, who's the Michigan transfer. So they've got a battle going on at, at punter between two guys that can kick it. And, you know, the last couple years before last year, they really just did not have quality punting. They just didn't. Um, now, at kicker, they got A.J. Reed coming in from Duke. Okay. Uh, he was 80-something percent. He was a better percentage-wise kicker last year uh, than they had. But at the same time, he's not he's – not didn't quite get as many kickoffs deep into the end zone. But it looks like they're going to have a solid field goal kicker in A.J. Reed. Special teams in general, obviously in 2018, the first half of that season was a complete and utter disaster. They ended up shoring it up enough to where they it wasn't hurting them a whole lot, but it wasn't helping them either. Last year, last year overall wasn't that bad on special teams when Barry Lunny took over. There's that one play that sticks out in everybody's head, the push, the chest pass interception, which was just a disaster. I, I can't tell you how many times, guys, I watched that in practice, and Morris didn't want us filming any of that, this, their big secret play, and not reporting on it. But it it was uh, a disaster. And that's what the season was remembered by. But special teams overall in general were better last year. And I think they're going to be better now. I think it's interesting. You know, I talked to Sam Pittman right after he was hired. We had a one-on-one interview with him, and he was like, in this day and age where you have 10 assistant coaches now, you have to have a dedicated special teams coach, which was a different philosophy than, uh, than Morris had. But we'll see how it works with Scott Fountain. Sam Pittman says, just hoping – just hopping in, I missed it. What's up with toll back to tight end? Yeah, I, I talked about that a little bit. It's just it's just a depth issue. They just don't have the numbers there. I mean, they've got to get through a practice. You got to be able to hold practices. You know, you got to have somebody over there playing on scout team, even if he doesn't play in games, whether it's Toll or Eric Thomas or Colin Sutherland or who. But I think that's what it is. Is there a bigger need at defensive end, or is there a bigger need at tight end? And the answer is bigger need at tight end. Numbers are just just not very good. All right, let's see what else we got. Johnny Brooks says, guess what crybaby uncle won't be here no more. Ooh, I got an idea. I've got an idea. Will Lennox says, do you think passing game will get better, and do you think the O-line will be better? Yeah, I think both of those will be better. Just because better coaching, first of all, uh, you know, and a, a player that's really been there and done that. I mean, Felipe, like – Felipe has well, he's thirteen and three in his last you know sixteen games as a starting quarterback. His last seven games were very good. Now I know he's you know the talent's going to be better at Florida than it has been at Arkansas, but I mean he's been around the block, and I think there's something to be said for that. I think they'll get the ball out really quickly, which will help the offensive line, which did improve in terms of giving up sacks last year versus the year before. Uh, but they'll get the ball out quicker. I think he's got some – you know, if he can get the ball to some weapons, then they can do something with it. He's just got to – you know, he's got to have some protection. Get the ball out quick, spread them out, get some one-on-one opportunities going. I think that they're – if they can stay healthy, I think that they have a chance and if they can keep this buy-in, this belief, which is as important as anything because it was completely non-existent last year. They didn't believe in their defensive coordinator. They didn't believe in their head coach. They didn't believe in their offensive coordinator. Just a lot of division separation, not a team. Arkansas was not a team last year. Probably not the year before either. But, I mean, it's 
it's just blatantly obvious how bad the coaching and the leadership was when they're just getting hammered the way they did when you know that they had the ability to play better. They've shown that they had the ability to play better. So the way the last two seasons ended it just shows that they were willing to quit on their coach, even when he needed them, when he had to have them against that Western Kentucky game. So it's not just about the passing game and the running game and the offensive line if that's going to get better. It's, it's also about an attitude. That's what it's about. I mean, it's about – have you guys watched Ted Lasso on Apple TV? It took me a minute to get in, but I, I really like this show. Check it out. It's about a D2 football coach, Jason Sudeikis, so you know it'll be funny, uh, who coached Wichita State and ends up going and coaching a professional soccer team. And where is he? He's in, he's in Great Britain somewhere. I don't know where he is, but <laughs> London maybe, outside of London. Let's see what else we got. Any other questions? Of course, everybody, we got a couple more questions here. But before we go on to these last few, I want to remind everybody, of course, there's a 50% off deal going right now. Whoops, that's not it. Where are we at? 50% off. 50% off that ends today at hogsports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Just go to H-A-W-G, Hog Sports. Dot com, you'll see the fifty percent off deal right there on the front page. You, you can click on that. Or you can, you know, for more details if you want, or you can click the top right where it says join. There's no promo code or anything, and you'll get the deal at fifty percent off. It's the last day. It's been a great promo. I think we're sixth in the network right now in new sales. Um, we're behind Texas, which I don't like, but we're sixth in the network. Top 10 somewhere. I don't know. It fluctuates a lot. But we're, I think we're somewhere in the top 10 on new sales, maybe seventh. Um, but we want to be number one. We've been number one on these results plenty of times. We were number one last August. We want to be number one again. So Razorback fans, if you want the best insider Razorback and recruiting coverage from the number one independent source on Razorback athletics, then sign up for 50% off. It breaks down to 15 cents a day, $1.03 a week, four forty-eight a month, I mean, it's a great deal. And today's the last day, 10.59 p.m. Central Time. That's when it ends, August 31st, 2020, HAWGsports.com. Promise you're going to like it. I could go on here and re read all of our reviews from our subscribers, but I'm not going to do it because you can read it on Twitter. I'm not going to waste your time with that, but it's all pretty positive reviews, let's just say. You're going to be glad you signed up. Appreciate you in advance. Thank you. Of course, there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune on Facebook Live, YouTube. Follow the page on Facebook Live. Subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload new videos. Throw us a thumbs up on both of those channels. Apple Podcasts, if you're subscribed and you haven't left, left us a review yet, scroll all the way down, all the way down to the bottom of the page, and you'll see where you can leave us a five-star review and say something nice on there, too, if you like it. Um, let other people know. All that stuff. The reason that we bring all this stuff up is because it helps boost our channel up. When people search for Arkansas Razorback content and the videos interacted with, even if it's like negative sometimes, then it boosts it up. Obviously, we'd rather have positive, but it help boost, it'll help boost us up. Um, so, And also share it with other people. The grassroots version works as well. That's how we really got started 17 years ago. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. All right, let's see. Let's get to the rest of these questions here. 
just a lot of so-and-so is watching stuff. All right, we'll see if we got any more on Hog Sports. I think I went through all of them. Knopf93 says, I recommend YouTube Live. Who do you think will be the starting offensive line on game one? So I've got a I've got a breakdown on that, on the starting offensive line. I think it's going to be – and I go, you know, three deep on it. And there's some oars in there because there are some battles continuing. But the only guy that's like 99% going to start is Myron Cunningham at left tackle. The other guy that's going to start – is Ricky Stromberg is just maybe at center and it may be at right guard. Okay. So Myron Cunningham, left tackle. Left guard, I'm gonna go with either I'm gonna go with Luke Jones edging out Shane Clinton. Okay, those two are battling for that and they, they go back and forth there. At center, I'm gonna go with Ricky Stromberg edging out Ty Clary. Now Ty Clary, if he doesn't win the center job, then he may be battling for a starting job at one of the guard spots. Um but I'm going to go with you got Ryan Winkle and Bo Limmer battling at right guard. And I'm going to go with Bo Limmer winning that job, although I like Ryan Winkle. And I like another guy that you're going to be surprised to hear, and it's Brady Latham. All anybody told me about Brady Latham last year is just watch, wait till he gets stronger. And Latham has been working. He was working at backup left tackle and playing some left tackle uh, until they moved Marcus – uh, Henderson, who's the true freshman, to the backup left tackle spot, who may be looking like he might be the left tackle of the future for Arkansas. That would be nice. Uh, but Latham's working at backup right tackle and has worked with the first group at right tackle a good bit too. Uh, but I'm going to go with Noah Gatlin winning the right tackle job. Destin 0909. I was asking about how you feel about the chance Georgia comes out flat after Kirby's comments the other day about quarterback play very sloppy. I'm not surprised to hear, you know, I mean, they're, they've got a battle there. They're pushing those guys. They're both new. Uh, but I think there's a chance that both or either one of Arkansas and Georgia comes out a little rusty, a little sloppy, a little slow. I mean, Georgia's got to travel that first game. Uh, I, I would still take in a heartbeat a game that Arkansas, you felt like they had a really good chance at competing in. Um, and not that they may not make it close for a while, but at the end of the day, I mean, it would be obviously a shocker if Georgia – I mean, nobody picks games like that. But And I'm not saying that Arkansas can't knock somebody off at some point. And I point back to – I'm never going to point to the 98 team. That was just that was a unique situation. I've seen some people do that, and they did it with Chad Morris his first year too. But I will point to the year in 92, the year that Arkansas lost to the Citadel, but they also went on the road and knocked off the number three-ranked Tennessee Volunteers later in the season. So stuff like that happens. Nobody predicts, nobody predicts it. You should never predict that. You should never predict Arkansas to beat Georgia. If you do that, you're just a homer. But – you can't say that it doesn't happen because it does all the time. I mean, it's like, you know, we come out with these these top 25 polls and there's your top 10 and stuff. And, you know, nobody in that top five or so, unless they're playing another top five team, is getting projected to lose a game. But it happens because they're all going to lose to somebody they, sh you know, you wouldn't predict them to because eventually there's just going to be one team left that's the national champion. Appreciate all of you signing up. Appreciate you guys leaving here right now and going to Apple Podcasts and throwing us a five-star review. I appreciate the thumbs up on YouTube. I appreciate it on Facebook Live. And I love that you followed the page today. I really appreciate that.
And also, I like that you subscribed and even hit the notifications bell on YouTube so you're notified anytime we upload new videos. But most of all, people ask all the time, I love the show. How can I support you guys? Do you have a Patreon and stuff? Just go sign up at Hog Sports. You get something great out of it. You get something better than this show, better than our walk and talk. I mean, this that's the reason it's VIP is because it's it's for our VIPs. It's it's for our subscribers. We hold the best stuff back there. You're gonna know basically the way we run a lot of free content and a lot of VIP content also. And the way I always look at it, if it's something that's happened, we're at a press conference, we're at one of these Zoom calls or something, we're going to write a free story out of that, okay? And we, we depend on advertising to help that. But if it's something that's going to happen, something that's not going to not yet known, some insider information and stuff like that, which those have been with us for a while, understand that that we provide a lot of that stuff. That you A lot of the stuff that you find out about later that seems like breaking news, our people knew about it already. So if you want to get in on that, You've done the right thing by signing up. I appreciate that. I really do. You're not going to be disappointed in your 50% off offer that you're signing up for right now. I'm sending that out. Appreciate everybody. Thank you so much for making the show popular. Thank you for your subscriber, you subscribers for, for being with us so long. The guys that are on the site right now that are watching this live or watching it later uh, and gals, we couldn't do what we do without you. We really appreciate the support. I want you to know that. It is not lost on us how important uh, that is. So thank you all for your questions. Thank you for signing up today. Thank you to the people who have been subscribed for a long time. And by the way, all of you who are listening, who are subscribed, make sure you're signing up. You know, we don't leave out our, our VIP people uh, with our special deals, but make sure you're signed up for CBS All Access. And by doing that, I'm doing it right now. You go to settings, you go to the top right under your username, go to settings, you authenticate, so it's like a, you know, re-sign in. And then under your subscriptions, you'll see complimentary CBS All Access if, you're, if it's available to you. You, have, you can't be on another promo or anything. But for you guys that aren't on any other promo, that's available to you. And it's available to you as long as you're subscribed. Free movies, all of CBS catalog of shows, and commercial free. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for signing up. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com. We'll catch you next time. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.